2: On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, we're going to dive into the game against the Houston Rockets, the rotation that we might see tonight, Josh Giddey's ball handling minutes, Darius Baisley, the small ball defense, and what the keys to the game will be tonight as the Thunder take on the Houston Rockets and continue their 2021-22 regular season. All of that and more right here on Locked On Thunder on the Locked On Podcast Network. <laughs> Daily Oklahoma City Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on Locked On Podcast Network, your team's every day. I am your host and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com. Ryland Stiles, you can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lothunderpod. Email the show, Lothunderpod.com. Call in the show, 405 months 7128 On today's show, brought to you by McDonald's, we're going to dive into a Houston Rockets preview, go over the rotations, the small ball defense, Josh Giddy, Darius Baisley, SGA, and talk about the keys to the game for the Thunder, and also give you our bet of the day and our Thunder money ball pick, all of that and more coming up. On today's Lockdown Thunder, your daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Thunder your daily listen, your first listen every single day in your rotation, uh, and just there for you every single day here on Lockdown Thunder. Uh, My voice does not always sound like this. I'm very sick, but every day we're here, no matter what. So uh, the podcast was delayed a bit today, not in the afternoon, but we'll talk about the Houston game. We'll be back to recap the Houston game and also talk about the 76ers game. Uh, All that and more, of course, every single day we're here on Locked on Thunder. So, with that being said, on today's edition, brought to you by McDonald's. McDonald's is incredible. It is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's the unofficial community center for your community. A big thank you to our friends over at McDonald's for being there for us this entire time. I'm loving it. We are going to talk now about the Houston Rockets game. So the Thunder still have no injuries. The Thunder are injury-free, very healthy. Uh, Everything's good to go. We'll talk to Mark at at 5 to confirm that, but the Thunder have not released an injury report uh, with anything new. It's just been clean as as a whistle, Uh, so they are ready to go and at full strength. Now, the Rockets pretty much at full strength, right? You remember that that they sent home John Wall, so he's obviously out but also uh, Garrison Matthews is out for the Rockets as well. Doesn't really register in this game, right? Doesn't really matter that Garrison Matthews is out. So for all intents and purposes, Houston is at full strength. This, of course, is game two of the season in Houston. Tip-off time set for 7 p.m. The last game starters for Oklahoma City, SGA, Dort, Giddy, Baisley, Favors. The only thing that can change there for the Thunder would be the center spot. Uh, Derek, Derek Favors started last game because of his stability and his uh, ties to, to Utah playing the majority of his 13-year career there in Utah. So Mark did start him in that game. Openly admitting, a lot of that decision was based on the fact that it was a homecoming and that the the environment meant so much to Derek Favors to start in that game. Will he start tonight? I would still start Derek Favors tonight, but this is a a matchup when you're playing Daniel Tice where you can afford to go small as the Thunder want to do. You can start Isaiah Roby. Heck, you could start Jeremiah Robinson Earl. So we'll see what the Thunder do there at that center spot. I'd still go Favors, but that's not a lock right now. Last night, uh, or the last game Houston played was on Wednesday. Houston started Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr., uh, Jason Tate, Christian Wood, and Daniel Tice. The official uh, Rockets team issued game notes has those same probable starters for this game, so it looks like it'll be Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr., Jason Tate, Christian Wood, and Daniel Tice starting this game. Of course, the big storyline tonight will be Anthony Shingun, uh playing against the Thunder, who traded him away at the, at the draft day. Just a month ago or however long the draft was now two months ago now uh look it doesn't really matter but it's a fun thing to watch it's a fun thing to to follow along with right like if he has a great game today or bad game today it doesn't really define the trade but of course the reactions on each side will be over the top it's still early in the year so we're still in that mood to overreact and then also again one game will not define his career good or bad but still uh, worth noting so a lot of you. We're in love with Shane before the draft, and a lot of you were upset when they traded him away. So you'll get to watch him play in the NBA after his really good summer league. Had a nice debut against Minnesota. We'll see you guys against Oklahoma City. This, of course, wraps up a two-game road stint. The Thunder will have their home opener on Sunday against Philadelphia. Uh, What to watch for? Small ball defense. This will be a theme all year long. Uh, This will be something that you have to keep a close eye on for... The rest of time, if the Thunder have it their way and they play this style of basketball for a long time, Uh, but the small ball defense was interesting against Utah to me, and by no means am I a basketball savant, uh, but to me, it seemed like the Thunder should commit to the three-point line because there was a lot of times where it just looked as though they're not doing anything, which we know isn't true. We know these guys are are hardworking, athletic, and they're trying their best to defend the basketball so, it's obviously they're doing nothing, but that's what it looks like whenever you have a small ball lineup. And this is what we talked about all preseason long. You got to see it on full display against Utah. You go back and watch that game uh, and, and really break it down. You got to see it on full display. All preseason long, offseason long, I've been talking to you guys about the rotations and how if you want to play small, that forces you to be perfect. It forces you to where you cannot afford a single mistake because you already have one glaring disadvantage, and that's at the rim. You cannot have another land disadvantage, and that's not rotating to threes and, and leaving one up them guys in the corner. So it forces you to be perfect, and we knew young teams do not defend well. Young teams and young players do not grow into themselves defensively for a lot. Of, it's harder to catch up for them defensively than offensively. So it'll take a while. It'll take years for some of these players to get to the peak of their defense, no matter if that's an average defender or below-average defender or a great defender. Uh, most most of the time it'll take years for you to get to that point. It's very rare you, you find a player like Lou Dort who can be an elite defender from the word go. So you have a young team who's already going to struggle defensively. Now you have a, a young team who struggles defensively and has a scheme where they need to be perfect. That's not a recipe for success. And you saw against Utah, they gave up a ton of open shots. I mean, there's a ton of open shots there. Uh, it, it seemed like to me when – you have this style, you should just commit to shutting down the three. Because even if you are perfect with your rotations and you are perfect on your assignments, the glaring hole is still there at the rim. So let the glaring hole be there and then let's not get beat on the perimeter is how I would view it as if I was on that locker room if I was the coach. Now that could be the wrong way. I'm not saying that I'm totally right here. That's just the way that I'm thinking it out loud. Uh, But whenever you're playing small, the Thunder are clearly helping off the corners to try to counter counter back counteract that, right? Mostly with Darius Baisley, who does a phenomenal job at this. You know, Darius will come off the, off the weak side corner and help out the big. Baisley, though is lengthy and athletic and fast, to where whenever he helps off, he's able to get back to that corner. He's able to shoot back there and contest the shot, or even steal the pass. There's been a, a many occasions where. Baisley has baited a pass to the to the corner, and basically either deflected the pass or stole the pass outright. So Baisley's really good at this. The problem is there's not very many Darius Spaces on this team who can play defense that way, who have the, the frame to play that way you know, and the and the athletic ability to play that way. So helping off the corner will be challenging for most players on this team not named Darius Baisley. So I just think that you should commit to the three-point line and at least commit to shutting down something. And if they beat you from inside, we are hoping – you can shoot more threes and make more threes because threes are better than two. Uh, another thing, it just, it just comes with the fact of how young this team is. This team's very young. And, and it seemed like they didn't understand what to, what to do. And again, it's very hard to break down defenses. And let me start with that, saying this. Whenever you don't know for sure what the assignments were, you don't know for sure who's supposed to do what. You're just kind of guessing. But it looked like there was times, specifically with SGA and Gideon one play, where you know, one guy, in this case Shea, switched and then Giddy didn't switch. And so it, it, there's moments like that throughout this game and throughout the preseason where it seems like they're not on the same page of, okay, are we switching everything or are we going to fight over the screen? Are we going to fight back to our man? What's the game plan here in terms of switching? So getting that on track too will be a big thing to watch for moving forward. But this is what you expect. But you, you, you really can have a bad paint presence and then also – Give up one of them three. So it's not a great recipe for success. Coming up, though, we'll talk about Darius Basley. We'll talk about Darius Baisley and Josh Giddy and the rotations and Josh Giddy and SGA and also the keys to the game. The keys to the game on how to win this game for Oklahoma City. But first, I'm say right now, my good friends over at McDonald's. This episode is brought to my McDonald's. It's proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's is always, has always been there for you, and it's more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come and reconnect. A place where classmates can meet up for a steady group, knowing that they're going to have dependable Wi-Fi. Endless supplies of french fries and also McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, and the home team or away team can come and recharge. It's a place you always look forward to stopping on a long road trip to rest your legs and to refuel. We all have great memories and stories from McDonald's. It's no surprise. You remember going there after Little League games. You remember stopping there uh, right before big sporting events and simply just connecting their great Wi-Fi and having an outlet there for you to use uh, whenever maybe your Wi-Fi goes down or something of that effect. Everyone loves McDonald's. I love McDonald's. I love the breakfast there at McDonald's. Go ahead and get you some of that. At McDonald's. So, head to your local McDonald's and refuel and recharge today. And we might even have a lockdown on Thunder watch party at a local McDonald's pretty soon. I'm loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it.
0: In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow alternate routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to alternate routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.
2: We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast. On the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter it's at Rylan underscore Styles underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at thunderpod Email the show, com. Call into the show at 405-362-7128. Now, let's get into what to watch for tonight beyond just that small ball unit. So one specific player I'm looking for is Darius Baisley. You know the amount of emphasis I've put on the season for Darius Baisley, just from the outside looking in and, and the feeling that you get from around the organization about the pressure on Darius Baisley. And in game one, he was awesome. And I hate to keep saying it this way, but he was way better than the box score show. We we went over every shot he took last episode. And you take away those end-of-the-shot clock heaves. That's two less shots of his you know overall chart, which is of course going to inflate your percentages. And then he had two he had two shots where you want to have him back, right? The step back three was not great. And then especially the step back mid range shot that the air ball fading away from the from the basket. You don't want him shooting those two shots. So in totality, four shots where he either shouldn't have shot them, or was forced to shoot them and wasn't really in a shot attempt at all. You'll you live with that. With how aggressive he was being, with how you know just overall uh, much of a better player he was playing. So so I I like what we saw from Darius Baisley. Now, the key for Baisley is consistency. Can he string together two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games where we're walking away saying, "Wow, base was good tonight"? Or we have a one game where he's like, "Oh, he was he was pretty good one game," and then ah, not not there that night. Oh, he was really good this night. Ah, bit of a step back for Baisley. Where is he going to level off at? And how consistent can he be? Will be a big deal in his career and in defining the season for him. So want to see him string those things together. One thing that I like to hear from Mark after the game was he talked about Darius Baisley. And he talked about how in game one of the season, you could really tell that he had a quicker recharge than last year where he didn't let plays linger. So a shorter memory, so to say. He, he, He didn't let one bad play spiral as much as he would have last year. That's a sh- sheer sign of improvement. And that is a great thing to develop, especially with his skill set, where you're going to be asked to shoot threes. Now, that's not going to be your primary skill. And you're going to miss some. You know, you're hoping he's a you know, 34, 5, 6% shooter from three. So he's going to miss a ton. He's going to be average. But you don't want those misses to define uh, him moving forward. You don't want those misses to take away from his confidence at driving at the rim, because whenever he puts his head down and goes downhill, not a ton of players can stop him. He's really good whenever he does that. So I also want to talk about, of course, Josh Giddy. A lot will be made of Josh Giddy in his ball-handling minutes tonight. A lot was made last game, like I predicted, about his ball-handling minutes. Again, two schools of thought here. What I would do, and what I assume they're actually doing, what I would do, is what Twitter wants to do, right? I would, I want to see Giddy ball handle. I want to see Giddy lead that second unit. I think that to maximize this team and to win games, that's one of the only formulas you have to win games is by staggering SGA and Giddy and letting them each handle the ball almost ex- you know, exclusively. The entire time where they're always on the floor when you're staggering those two guys, the way that Houston has done with their guards. Whenever they had Chris Paul and Harden, they had Russ and Harden. I think that that's kind of the way and the only way to get an advantage for this offense consistently. But also, it seems as though the Thunder are prioritizing just letting Giddy play in this new role because Giddy has never played with another lead ball handler before, he's ever played with Thunder guard before. and. They kind of know this guy can lead an offense. This guy can play make. This guy can can do what we want him to do offensively. Let's see how he reacts in this new setting. You know, let, let let's see how he can do off ball where he'll primarily will be playing off ball when this thing pans out and when this thing turns around whenever we want to actually compete. So even though he's on the floor at Temple Mountain tonight at Shea, let's still keep him in that role where he's only bringing the ball to the floor. 33% of the time or, or whatever the percentage ends up being. Again, I can see both sides of it. I have my thoughts on what I would do if I was running the team, but I can also see what the Thunder seem to be doing with the way that they're running the team right now. And look, it could also flip tonight where we do get to see Giddy handle the ball the entire time. He's on, on the floor with that bench unit. Nothing set in stone yet. So, Watching how that develops will be part of the fun of this season. So we'll see where it goes there from Giddy. Also want to see SGA just kind of have a great game and an explosive game. It wasn't there for him opening night. It really has not been there for him this preseason, really. Um, hasn't been bad, but hasn't had that jaw-dropping moment. Hasn't had that that incredible game. And this is a prime game where he can be incredible. That Houston defense did not look good against Minnesota. I think that SGA can kind of get that confidence back, that swagger back. And he talked after the, the game uh, on you know, Wednesday about conditioning again. And I think that we don't really give enough credence to that about how SGA is coming off of a foot injury, which obviously means he spent a large chunk of time not being able to truly go full force or truly work out or truly uh, do what he needs to do to get back into actual basketball shape. Then he had the summer offseason where He's practicing and has these great Instagram videos, but, you know, you can't truly simulate NBA speed. There's no way to do it without playing NBA games. And then he's played in, you know, what, three preseason games and then one regular season game. And those three preseason games, how, like, how full speed are you going? So really, Wednesday was, like, the first full-on speed game that he went. So he talked about how he was tired after the game. He was very tired and how, you know, you factor in also, they played one of the best teams in the NBA. I mean, the Jazz, for their playoff feeling, whatever, they're one of the best teams in the NBA in, in these 82-game stretches. So you give him a pass for that, obviously, and let's see if he's kind of more into his groove now. Let's see if he's kind of more into his rhythm. I think that a lot of times we forget this is not a video game. Like, this is not something where you need a notification on, on 2K, hey, Chase fully healthy, you plug him in there for 30 minutes and he just goes off and continues on the projected path. You know, it, it's not going to be that way. It's not going to be uh, that you know, kind of easy. So we'll see how he progresses tonight and how he does against Houston. Now, talk about Shea, talk about Giddy, talk about Bazley uh, and the small ball defense. The other big thing to watch for tonight before we getting into the keys to the game and the better of the game and the Thunder Moneywell pick of the game will simply be the rotations. Who will play for the Thunder tonight? How will they manage minutes tonight? How will they dictate the lineups tonight? They played 13 different lineups. On Wednesday, Mark has said flatly the difference between guy number five and guy number 17 on this roster is slim. And that creates for a fun roster where we could all pick our guys and pick our sides of, well, I think Jerry's the best. I think Isaiah Roby's the best. I think that they should start Ty Jerome. we could all pick our guys of of who uh, we personally think should be playing more, and it creates this environment of, I want to watch every minute because I want to see what this guy does or that guy does. Every player on this roster is an interesting um, talent to kind of scope out. And so for Mark, though, it's fun for us to watch, but for Mark, he has to figure out how to balance this and play them all together and get them kind of enough run and enough looks and enough development, especially right now, these first couple of weeks of the G League, whenever you can't send guys to the G League to get run and to get minutes and to get opportunity. So we'll talk about the rotations coming up, but first, I'll tell you right now. They're good friends over at Pilt Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to Pilper.com, Use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. They have coconut, cherry raspberry, cherry barcia, mint brownie, double chocolate, with caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. My favorite flavor is cookies and cream. If you don't believe me, that's okay. You can go and order yourself a mix box. The mix box. We'll give you two of every flavor. You get two of each flavor and you can try them all out and then reorder the flavor you have the most or just simply reorder the mixed box. It's great to do. Most Bilt Bars have 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs, amazing flavor, all tasty, all healthy. Biltbar.com promo code not 15, 15% off your next order at Biltbar.com. Make sure you check out Bar. Because it's the official protein bar of the U.S. and Field team. It's incredible. It's a protein bar, but it tastes just like a candy bar. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed
1: up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat, led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much needed support from someone like JJ Barea. Sometimes you and I need that kind of support too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
2: We are back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at RylanStyles. And also, thank you for making us your first listen. Subscribe for free on all platforms, including on YouTube. uh, And we'll be here for you every single day talking Thunder basketball. Keys of the game. This is a very winnable game for the Thunder. Uh, They're playing a team that's pretty much on bar with them. A team that did not play well in their opener either. So each team trying to bounce back from that opening loss, that opening just decimation. Keys of the game. If the Thunder limit the turnovers and win the rebounding battle, I'm not sure what they're going to lose, especially if they make their threes, which Houston did not play well from beyond, you know, defending the arc in their opener. Minnesota nailed 16 threes in the season opener against Houston and to the tune of like a 42% clip from beyond the arc. Very, very good game for Minnesota from three. Hopefully the Thunder can have the same success. And then, of course, don't turn the ball over and rebound the ball a lot better than Houston. And they should win this game. The better the day for me is Oklahoma City plus two and a half. And then the money I'll pick, which will be who leads the team in three-pointers made, I'll pick SGA to have a great game today from beyond the arc and a great game in general uh, for SGA and the Thunder. So the money I'll pick, you can also tweet them at me at Ryland underscore styles or email. If you're on Twitter, LLThunderPod at gmail.com. You can tweet me who you think will lead the team in three-pointers made tonight. We'll keep track of it all year long. Whoever can beat me will win a prize and finish number one overall in the rankings, but win a prize. My pick again is SGA tonight lead the team in three pointers made. Thank you all for listening to Locked on Thunder. Uh, I, again, do not always sound like this. Very sick today. Uh, very not feeling well. And uh, you, know, you could probably hear that again yesterday as well. Uh, but we're here for you every single day. Uh, talking Thunder. I'll try to have a post game pod out tonight. Might be delayed a bit depending on the voice situation, but you will have a recap of Houston and you'll have a recap of the Sixers. We'll have a whole new week of shows next week as well. So make sure you subscribe for free on all platforms. Until next time, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on Amazon Music.
1: Download the Amazon Music app today.